What's up, everybody? Welcome to the End of the Dome podcast. Podcast, podcast, hockey season. Yeah, baby, it's hockey season. Okay, yesterday we were a bit rusty. Um, uh, um, uh, uh. Basically, we didn't work together last Friday. And so, so it was like a full, what, three days? No, because we didn't record till yesterday, Wednesday. Holy crap, like so four been or five Almost days. a full week. Oh man, so we were recording. We were were rusty. We were rusty. So I hope you still enjoyed the Travis Hammond and TJ Brody comparison, but it was pretty rusty. I was listening to it earlier. I was like, I sound like a babbling idiot. So what's the difference from the usual? (laughs) (laughs) Not much. Today we're going to do a training camp what did I review? Training camp report. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, September 19th training camp report because they made a few well they haven't really done much in terms of cuts a few guys okay three even, guys even if you're listening to this well beyond the training camp there's going to be some very interesting information we're here just going to go on some of the players in the whole depth of the organization some yep. of these forward guys who so stood not, out so far we're not going to go through everybody just no. a few guys we've kind of keyed on we're not going to overkill anything here we're not going to overkill we're not going to get into like everybody from like uh like who who do we got in here we're not going to go we're not going to go about um Tallulah sorry <laughs> we're not going to hit you Tula. and we're not going to get into Lomberg or Luke Phillip or Pospisil so no, I don't even know, is good I don't know who that is Morelli Morel Chantel Mushroom Mushroom his nickname better be Mush Okay, so so here's where we're going to start off. Who stood out so far Yeah, that's kind of like new, up and coming, and then we're going to look a little bit from who are they? Yeah. What'd you call it? Who dat? Who dem? Well, I was going to say we're going to do the next podcast. We're going to do new season. Who this? Who this? Who this? New, new training camp. Who this? All right, so let's just jump in. Like I said, even if you're listening to this and it's not current, there's still going to be value info of like who's in our organization. And we've decided to take not a stand, but we're not going to do any podcast on the podcast. We're not going to discuss the Kachuk contract until it's done because I don't feel like talking about it. Man, I'm so sick of talking. So about we're it. over it. Okay, we're not going to talk about it. Let's talk about. Who, okay, who's who stood out to me so far? Do you want to do a whole like, hey, who stood out, and then get into them individually? Yeah, here's okay. who stood out for me so far. Obviously, yeah. Glenn Godden. Godden's been good. He's been playing. And again, it. again, they've played what. A rookie game and two preseason games. Yep, that's it. One of which was a split squad, so. But still, there's guys that stand out. There's yep. guys that you don't notice. Godden's been good. He didn't play last night, but he was good in the rookie games. Godden stood out. He had a snipe in the rookie game. Oh, oh yeah. Did they play two rookie games? Uh, they played two, yeah. He was good in both of them. Yeah, he scored in the second one a snipey. Yeah, beautiful goal. Phillips. Phillips has looked buzzing around. I've been quite impressed with him. And again, like I don't want to over... It's two. It's like two games, two real games. So we're not going nuts here, but we're just looking at guys who stood out. Phillips has looked good. I think honestly, out of all those prospects, those rookies, those are the top two that stand out for no, me. No, for sure. And Phillips even more so because what he was like, he's an actual Flames draft pick. Um, he's Calgary boy, good old Calgary native. I didn't know that until recently. He's um, a Calgary native. He's Calgary native from oh, no Calgary. Way. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of who I've been really, really looking at and impressed. Not even impressed with, but he stood out for sure. Okay, so let's do this real quick. Okay. Phillips played in Victoria in the WHL. Yep. The Victoria Royals for three years. Sorry, four seasons. No, let's call it three seasons because the first year was like a couple games. So started as a 17-year-old. First year in 72 games, had 37 goals, 39 assists for 76 points. That's some pretty good point totals. Right, especially your first year, rookie, yep. rookie season. Small guy. Again, he's five foot seven. Five seven, one fifty-five. <laughs> That's like, oh my, that's small. Like, that's, sm- is that the smallest? That's going to be the smallest guy on the team. He's smaller than Goudreau. That's crazy. He's two inches shorter than Goudreau. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? So, drafted sixth round by the Flames. 166th overall. And I know we keep beating a dead horse with this, but like, we have actual guys that we've drafted. Right? It's weird. Coming up through the system. I've never seen this before. It's unbelievable. Not even that it's unbelievable. You guys may be thinking, how are you talking about a sixth round pick who's been like, okay, is unbelievable. We've never, we've been a part of Daryl Sutter. Here's our GM history. Daryl Sutter and Jay Feaster pretty much as like adult and I, humans. And, and Craig Button. And Craig Button. So it's just like, it's been a crapshoot. So it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's exciting. It's really exciting. Okay. And I mean, this guy could be a hidden gem, man. I think so. So his first, he played his first year in the AHL last year. His first year pro. 65 games, 13 goals, 
25 assists, 38 points in your first year pro. Pretty good. He's been a pretty consistent point producer all through junior. So, like this year, I'm not surprised if we see Phillips play a couple NHL games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if it's one of those situations where it's like towards the end of the year where you're kind of resting guys, want to get a look at some guys. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Depends how many injuries you have to go through. Okay, I mean, this is kind of the thing you hear guys say in camp. It's like, because how many roster spots are there really up for up for grabs? Not that many. Like maybe one. Like maybe maybe if somebody gets hurt, one. Yeah, I'd say one, maybe two. Because even if even even if you're looking at your your thirteenth forward, that to me is still a roster spot. Yeah, and you like even if if nobody gets traded, like there's like maybe one roster spot available. And like obviously Phillips is not going to be on the team to start the year. No. But the thing you hear them say all the time is they want to make the decision very difficult. Yeah. You want to make it hard to be like, wow, I guess we can't start the season with this guy. They want to make it hard. He's making it look. He's making them like have to think long and hard about. It's great. Him. It's great. It's, and you know that's such a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Totally. Such a good problem. And he's looked so fat. Like I know he's small, but man, he's looking well, good. He doesn't. Even, he doesn't get physically dominated because nope. you can't. You can't hit him. It's like, I know. He's like he's a perfect size. He just eludes everybody almost. He's been good. And again, he's not been like lights out, unbelievable. And we but haven't he's been good. And we haven't really seen him against play like legit NHLers no. yet so so he played but, last night and I, he was okay last night but I wouldn't be surprised if he lasts the rest of training camp. oh for sure yeah I think he'll be well I don't know I will see but he could be one of the last cuts for sure yeah out of the out of these guys we're gonna go through today I think he's my last cut yeah and in junior 281 points in 215 games yeah so second year in junior as an 18 year old 70 games played 50 goals 40 assists in Crazy. 70 games put up some great points for your Oh, for 90 points. And then his last season, 71 games, 48 goals, 64 points for 112 points. Big time points. So, yeah, they played their split squad game in Victoria. They played Vancouver. And he got a standing ovation. Like, I could see why. Yeah. Obviously, the Victoria Royals. He was a Victoria star. They love him. I see why. So, anyways, out of all these guys we're going to go through, to me, he's the guy that stands out the most. Yeah. And I think he's going to be one of the last cuts. He stands out because he's an interesting player. It's because he we were we drafted him, which is always kind of nice. Um, and like he put up okay numbers in Stockton last year, thirteen goals in sixty five games, not too bad. I mean, for a small guy, your first year, first year pro, first year pro, it's not bad. Thirteen goals. I mean, that's good. Like, what's he gonna do this year? He'll probably. Be, I get you. I bet you he'll be a point per game player in the in the AHL this year. He could be. I would again. If that would be a great. That would be if he could do that. That'd be unreal. I'm going to go ahead and say he does that. Hot take. And like you said, born in Calgary. Beauty. Calgary boy. Okay. Beautiful. The other guy, Godin. It's been Phillips and Godin. Obviously, you got Dubé, you got Zarnik, you got Quine, but those guys are those guys have already played NHL games. And they're games. older. Yeah, they're older. They're not that Godin's super young. He's 22, but again, he's still in the prospect realm. Yeah. And Phillips is 21, just by comparison. Yeah. So, Glenn Godin was actually drafted by St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So, he was drafted in the fourth round as well. There's a couple fourth rounder guys here. 2015 draft. And then obviously, what, St. Louis let him go? Yeah, they opted not to sign him, I guess. So he signed with the Flames. The Flames gave him an ELC. I think he was, oh, he was invited to attend a development camp on in the 2017 season at the beginning of that yeah. season. And then he got an ELC off of that. See, to me, that really interests me. Yeah. We just, we're just basically saying that, okay, on our list of things to do, probably over the weekend, we'll, we'll prepare for this next podcast, which is going to be going through the organization chart of the Flames. Who does what? In the front office. In the front office. Yep. Who's doing what? Because to me, that's like, that's some serious scouting. Yeah, that's good. Is that, would that be considered amateur scouting? I guess so. Yep. Amateur? No, probably not. Well, but still, your scouting is doing a good job. The thing is, is that he's only played in the WHL and then one season last year with the Stockton Heat in the AHL. Yeah. So I think it is. I guess it would technically be amateur scouting, so even though he's the, already the drafted. St. Louis would have drafted him, yeah. followed him through his, but his they, WHL. But he went back to junior, yeah. Yeah, went back, and then they chose mm-hmm. not to, to follow suit with this guy. I don't see why they wouldn't, but... Yeah. But anyway, so we scooped him up. Yeah. First year last year in the AHL, 64 games played, 11 goals, 27 assists, 38 points. Not bad. Like, not too bad. Um, from what I've been reading, he kind of struggled with consistency, but I mean, he finished... He finished the season strong. He had nine points in the last nine games. So he's point per game player down the stretch. So, I mean, that looks pretty good. So Hey, I mean, if you can adjust, like, obviously, you hear this all the time. When you go from juniors to pro hockey, yeah, it's a major adjustment because now you're playing with men. 
right? So that's that to me, that's a good sign that he was point per game to round out the season because he made that adjustment. I mean, well, I well Stockton he, struggled big time last year too, so it's not like it was just a few guys struggling with consistency. They were kind of they struggled as a whole. So yeah, I mean, he'll probably be close yeah. to a point per game. He might not. He might not be. A we'll see. Point well, per I game, mean, but. like Dubé is going to make the team, so you got to think there's two center positions up for grabs in Stockton, um, and you got to think he so far looks like he's going to stay claim on one of those. So he should be in a position to put up some points, and he's in the final year of his ELC, so he really needs to prove that he is going to be. He's going to continue to be a prospect for this team, so yeah. I, I hope we see. I hope we see it out of him because he's shown he, you know, he's shown the skill. He's shown the ability at even yeah. in the rookie games at least. And if you rewind a bit, this is where it kind of, kind of confuses me. But maybe St. Louis let him go because basically he entered his first year in Swift Current is where he played in the WHL. Mm-hmm. It was his 16 year old, 60, 60 games, oh, 66 games played, 10 goals, 12 assists. Next season, 72 games played, 15 goals, 39 assists, mm-hmm. 55, 54 points. Yeah. He had a similar se- similar output the next year, 53 points, but it was 53 games. And then 80 points in 52 games. But his last season, 67 game played, 56 goals. He was an overager, but still. 69 assists, 125 points. Yeah. To me, that's interesting and to see maybe we're on the timeline that St. Louis just let him go. Because you would think if he's putting up that kind of numbers in his final season. Well, I, I, I pulled up a little bit on him. It looks like he did struggle with a little bit of injury history. Um, so that kind of messed with his production. Um, so St. Louis eventually just let him go because like he hadn't done much for them, had struggled with some injuries, they needed a roster spot. So I think that's generally what happened. And he even played some time because the Blues were splitting. They, they had to, When Vegas joined the lead, they had to split their AHL team right. with, with them. So he, he played there. Um, and I mean, even there, like the Blues still didn't feel like he could earn a roster spot. So okay. well, he's, been, he's been an okay, he's been an okay prospect. But I mean, when you're St. Louis and you have probably a deeper prospect pool than, say, the Flames, um, generally, you know, you don't really need to sign that guy. And I guess he, I guess he re-entered the draft, eh? Glenn Godner? I think it was somebody else. No, it says right here. He entered, re-entered as well. They let him re-enter the draft where he went unclaimed. Right, okay. So, so I guess the Flames signed him after he wasn't drafted again yep. as an overager. So. That last year he had at Swift Current when he put up 125 points. Yeah. His playoff numbers, played 24 playoff games, had 32 points. Oh, wow. Yeah. So out of the two, Phillips and Godden have stood out the most to me. It's, I will be interested to follow them in the AHL yeah, this I year. Yeah, I hope Godden plays because he – I didn't see much from him the other night. He was playing on the fourth line. I'd like to see him get a little more uh, time time on the ice. I think he'll probably play tomorrow, um, but I would like to see that. Yeah, just because I want to get a better look at him. Um, he's not going to make the team, but I mean, he's he's given the opportunity in the opportunities he's been given. He's looked okay. So okay. Anything else you want to add on those two? Yep. All right. Let's go to Robert Hamilton. Rob, and I didn't even know this guy existed because you were saying, did you see Hamilton last night? Okay, I never even know he existed either. I was like, hey. But then I kept seeing Hamilton, Hamilton throughout the game. Freddie. I thought you were talking about the Vancouver Hamilton because I wasn't watching that game too closely. I was watching the other game, the, the Victoria game. So, so this guy's Robert Hamilton, <clears throat> another Calgary native. Yeah, he's from Calgary. Played in the Oka- played in Okotoks for played the Oilers. Played in AJHL, baby. So he went to college route. Yep. Went to University of Vermont. Put up not very great numbers till his last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's a defenseman. You never really, you know, it's who really, knows. You with never know counting stats, what yeah. you're getting with counting stats with, with, with yeah. Um, and they went ECHL, AHL, basically flip flop back and forth between the two leagues. For Hockey last, wonder, yeah, for the last two three years. Um, and then he played fifty four games last year in Stockton. Seven. Yeah, he got a twenty five. I've never heard of this. He got an, a twenty five game tryout with Stockton. With Stockton. Okay. So I guess he impressed in the initial twenty five games. Had five goals, twenty points, so like point per game. Um, and then they, I guess they signed him. So in the first twenty five games, he had five goals, twenty <laughs> points. Yeah, and he's in his 25 game stint, like he had a 25 game tryout contract, and his initial 25 games he had five goals and 20 points. Well, then he sucked after that because his his totals for the year 54 games played. Oh yeah, seven goals, 22. So only boy, he really showed his stuff in eh? the second half. He only had two goals and two assists. Yeah. So, anyways, interesting. He's a 25 year old guy, so he's not like he's he's past the point of being a prospect, but. Yeah. 
not too much to say on him other than he stood out and I know a lot of people were like this Hamilton guy like yeah like he this looked, guy he looked okay yeah and see like he's that's the kind of guy where it's like it frustrates me that they signed Michael Stone again because it's like like you're telling me that Rob Hamilton can't be as effective as Michael Stone probably not like I bet he'd be just as good because anyways trying to be negative on the Michael Stone stuff who's next okay next I got Rizichka Rizichka Adam Rizichka I literally didn't think he was. Where is he from? He's from uh, Slovakia. Is he Slovakian? I thought he was American, but it says Slovakia. He has a very slight accent. It's I weird. mean, yeah, he he, he might have grew up in in the states. Very slight. So he played for the Starnia Sting in the OHL. Uh, put a, put up good numbers. Seventeen year old, sixty one games played, twenty five goals, twenty one assists. Yep. Sixty three games the following season, thirty six and thirty six, so seventy two points. Um, and then he played only half season. He must have had an injury. Oh, no, he got traded. Yeah, he went to Sudbury. Traded halfway through the season. So you would have had in 65 games, my math here is 35 goals and close to 42 assists. Yeah, he had a solid season in the OHL there. Um, as, a, as a 20-year-old, again, like he's he's 20-year-old, so right. he should be putting up good numbers. But. Yeah. And the other thing interesting on his resume there is some of the world – he played in the World Juniors. Yep. Three years for Slovakia. Didn't have a lot of – you know, production there. He had one goal, one tournament, two assists in another tournament, and then two goals and assists third tournament. And he's kind of an interesting guy because he does have good... He's like, he seems to be able to put up points and has some scoring ability, but yes. he's huge. And he scored last night, didn't he? No, he... Oh, yeah, he did. He had a sweet goal. Pospisil yeah. set Pos- him up. Yeah, that was a nice that, pass That was a nice Pospisil. goal. Quick shot, quick release on the backhand. Yeah. We're not going to get into Pospisil today because he has been around the organization a bit longer. Yeah, and I didn't... Again, it's not like guys who have, like, exceeded expectations. It's just guys we kind of noticed. Yeah. So did we go over the draft? He was another fourth rounder. Drafted by the Flames. Yep, 2017. In 2017, 109th overall. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a bit of a trend here. We're seeing these guys having a decent camp, pushing for a spot, making it... Being noticeable. Being noticeable. Yep. They're all draft picks. So he'll be with the Heat this year. I mean, he like he he's big, but he doesn't... like he's, I thought he skates pretty well, and yeah. he's got good hands, so... Yeah. I don't rank him near as, with the, as I do with the other two, but... Again, be interesting to see how he does this year. Another year in the yeah, another year in Stockton. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Okay, Byron. What did we say? Froze. Froze. Freeze. 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 Byron Freeze. He's an older guy. Older guy. He's actually got quite a bit of playing experience. Yeah, he's 28 years old. He spent last season in the AHL with the Laval Rocket, and I think that's the Flyers affiliate, right? The Phantoms. So, I mean, he put up what. He's 20, got 21 goals, 23 assists. He seems to be kind of like a, a, a what, what you call like a quad A guy. Somebody who's good enough to play in the AHL, but not quite good enough to be in the NHL. Yeah. Well, so he's played 56 games with the Leafs and 48 games with the Canadians. And in that time... He, he played in Tampa as well. Yeah, he only had four games in Tampa. Yeah. And, but he in total, 110 NHL games, five yeah. goals, 11 assists. So you got to think, guy at the age of 28... Probably not going to see him, you know, playing the NHL again. No, like maybe he's like a guy, like similar to like we've seen Lomberg. It's like, okay, maybe he's on the call up list. Yeah. It's like when somebody gets hurt or you need a reserve guy. But I mean, he's been okay. Yep. Decent career. I wonder how much he, like again, another guy that's flip flop between AHL and ECHL, you know, for. Yeah, for like his whole. Seven, eight years. Yeah, he's a. He's a I'm curious man. to know what he would make in a playing career. In those right. two leagues, well, he's in like, like seven, he's, eight years. He his his contracts were seven hundred k in the NHL. Yeah, so it's like those league minimum deals. So that's so like, maybe he makes what two? What does he make? A little like? over two million in a playing career, flip flopping between those two leagues. Maybe, maybe, but then maybe. you have all those taxes. Yeah, so still not bad. It's okay. Yeah, it's not but, a bad way but, to make a living. But now he has to get a job. Yeah, you you can't retire on playing in the AHL slash ECHL. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, we just thought we mentioned him because I thought he's been okay, but yeah, he's pro- he's yeah he's an AHL guy. All right, let's flip to Quine. We know we're a little bit more familiar with Quine because yep. he, he did play 13 games with us last year, had three goals and two assists. He was good last year until he made that terrible turnover in the Winnipeg game. Then he was immediately sent down. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's tough, like he man. He was good you, up until then. If you're a call-up man, your room for error yeah, your is zero. Up, it's literally zero. You have no room for error. And that was a bad play. If you remember, what he was in Winnipeg. He's literally on yeah. the left-wing boards. 
Is it, is that it same, pass led to a goal. The same thing with Maji Apani. He struggled his yeah. first half of the year, his games with us. And I think it was a game against Tampa Bay I was at. But he, he didn't look good. He turned the puck over, and then he was, he got sent down immediately after that. Yeah. Did come back up, and thank God he did. Yeah. Because we saw a way different he player. He was great. Yeah. I mean, Quine was – I thought he was very – he scored some sick goals last year. He scored a sick goal last night. So he yeah. does have some skill, man. Well, and he's like 26, so he's not over the hill quite yet. Not quite. And I feel like we're going to see him play more NHL games than we did last year, this year. Well, I think he's 100% the first call-up guy, right? I think he may even, if he still has a solid camp, yeah. could he replace a guy like Jankowski? I mean, if Jankowski doesn't get off his ass and do something. Because I feel like this is a legit guy that is competing for a spot on the starting roster. For sure. Now, whether or not I like his chances, but still, he's he's on the bubble. Yeah, for sure. He's on the bubble. So if he has a solid camp. Plus, he's and, a guy you know can play in the NHL. Yep. Yeah. He's got NHL pedigree. He's played... He, well, he played with the, the, the... His best year, he he played 61 games, actually, with the Islanders in 2016-2017. Put up five goals, 13 assists, 18 points. Not too bad. Not too bad. So, yeah, yeah. it's not, not bad. So, he's in total played 97 NHL games, almost 100. He's got nine goals, 18 assists. So, yeah, I see him as a bubble player. If he has a good camp and a couple good preseason games he yeah. scored a beauty last night and he scored he like he's got skill in front of the net so like these guys if you're trying to make a team you have you basically have to score yeah. or, or you, you have to stand have out to score or you have to stand out in other ways yeah and it's it's one of those things where it's like you kind of wish it wasn't that way where it's I like know. either you produce or you're out but that's all that if you're that's trying to make is, a team man. that's all you can really go off of. winning like that's how you stand especially out especially in today's nhl where it's like Okay, you got to be ready to go from day one of the season because there's so many points up for grabs and there's so much parity. It's like yeah. your opening night roster needs to be solid and yeah. you need to be ready. You can't spend 20 games trying to figure it out. Yeah. So it's even more competitive nowadays. And honestly, I love how Bill, Bill Peters prepares the team. Yeah, totally. Like you can totally tell the difference between, I know they had the China trip last year and that arguably helped get them prepared faster, but yeah. it also could arguably be be on the other side where it's like well if they had a slow start well we went to china we had yeah, to travel exactly but i feel like you're looking at he's already got johnny gaudreau played two johnny money have already played two games johnny looked so good last night and like you look at how that compares to other teams and how they're coming out of training camps way different but yeah. you can tell bill's got bill's got the guys bill going knows bill knows how he's a good NHL coach he like, is it's just so unbelievable to me we had glenn galtz in here for two years Right? You see how Bill coaches. Like, he makes Glenn Galton look yeah. like dog crap. Seriously. All right. So, Quine, again, bubble guy. Bubble guy, probably your first call-up guy, but a guy who maybe could make the team yeah. if there's injuries. And, I mean, like, maybe there's a trade. We still don't know what's happening, but he's looked good, and yeah. he looked good in spurts last year. And, so. I mean, listen, he played 13 games last year. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why? Neil injury? He was kind of – he became the number one call-up at the end of the was season. Was he better than Neil? Yes. Yeah. So, is he going to play more games this year? I think it depends on how well his camp does. Yeah. And then, obviously, injuries. Mm -hmm. Okay, next guy standing out, Zarnik. Z, baby. The old Z. Now, obviously, the guy played 54 games last year, which yep. is kind of surprising. If you would have asked me... I thought he played more intuitively. I thought he played less. Really? Yeah. I kind of felt I like he maybe played more. Honestly, I would have guessed like maybe 40, 42. Yeah. Yeah, but he, I mean, he had an okay, for for the time he played, he was used, like, pretty sparingly. Which, yeah, he which really was. Surprising. was. So, like, he actually lit it up in the preseason last year as well. He played with Kachuk and Backlund. That line was great. But then he couldn't, like, he could just couldn't cement his spot in the in the regular season. So, he had six goals, 12 assists last year. Not bad. I yeah. thought he was a pretty effective player. Yep. He scored some nice goals. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we acquired him from the Bruins. Yeah. He's a guy that went through the U.S. hockey system, so high school and whatnot. Went to Miami mm -hmm. University, so college, and then the Providence Bruins, um, right from there, the AHL team for the for the Boston Bruins. Played, f what do you say, played 59 games with the Bruins over two seasons. Yeah. And had five goals and 12 assists. And then, yeah, they, what, they let him go, right? Yeah, they, the Flames signed him as a UFA. Yeah. So that's where we acquired him from. It'll be like, what do you think we're going to see from Zarnik? Not necessarily production wise, but usage wise. I don't know because that's what's interesting. Because Bill doesn't seem not that Bill doesn't like him, but Bill doesn't seem to trust him enough. You know, like I just he's he, like to me he shouldn't like obviously when you're dealing with a guy like James Neal last year, like obviously we would have 
knowing what we know now, we would have rather have Zarnik in that spot. Well, because the re- thing with Neil last year is you kept on you kept on sticking with him because you're like yeah, this you're guy's like, hey, good. He's got to This guy's going to turn it around. He's yeah. going to turn it around. So mm-hmm. you have to like give him those minutes. You have to yeah. give him those games. But yeah, like you said, if you would in hindsight. You probably would have benched Neil half the season. Yeah, so I think with Zarnik, like he was a really good possession player last year, but he didn't put up the numbers that I think we all kind of thought he should have or could have. Um, and again, you saw Bill like consistently give Mangiapane or Neil minutes over him, and I think Mon- I think yeah, like I don't know, he didn't he didn't score enough when he was given the opportunity. So yeah. I totally get that, and I think he does have the skill, but I think he probably is. I don't know. Depending on if he keeps going at this rate, he's probably still your thirteenth guy. Yeah, see, and I said this yesterday. I'm like, I'm not sold on him yet. Yeah, I'm. I th- I still think if he's playing on the second line, I think not that he, I think other guys are better there. But say there's an injury or something, he throws Arnick on the second line. I think he could succeed there. Okay. I think he's got the skill in a temporary to, role. I'm willing to to see how he does. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think anything long term is not going to be a long term second. Yeah, I'm not player. sure. And this is like contract year for him. How old is he? Like 26, tw- turning 27 soon. So I mean, he's probably got to earn he's going to have to earn a contract this year somehow. So I think given the opportunity, he could be a middle six guy, but I think to start of the season we'll probably see him. I don't know though. He's been really good, so I mean, he's looked better than Jankowski anyways, so. Yeah. So, he played 54 games last year. How many games do you think he'll earn this year? Oh, okay, it's just kind of weird because I, I thought he would be higher in the rotation because I thought we would have had a few guys moved out by now. Yeah, um, we got a full lineup. So for Leak still around, he's probably still around the like what forty to fifty game mark if he's your thirteenth guy. Because yeah. you know Bill likes, to and keep I kind of feel like Dubé takes a take a takes a spot away from him. Yeah, like I can't see Dubé not being a regular in the lineup at this point. Yeah, like again, it's been what two preseason games and like. Four games and total. Is Dubé, no, he doesn't have to clear waivers. Dubé's still on his ELC, so okay. no, he doesn't. Perfect. Um, so I don't know what we're going to see from Zarnik. Like, everybody's kind of tossed him, like, the, the kind of guys you might trade if you're still needing cap space. Zarnik, Jankowski, Froelich, they're all still here. Okay, here's how I break so, it down. So I don't know. Here's how I break it down. Barring a long, long-term run of injuries, yeah. I think we see less of Zarnik this year. I feel like last year was his chance to stake a claim, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it. So I feel like, I think he'll be 40 games around there or a little bit less. Yeah, I think he's going to be similar to last year, but I would say I, what I would like to see, I would like to see him given a middle six opportunity, whether or not he can perform consistently. I just think his underlying metrics are good. He's got the skill. I think given the opportunity, I think he could have a bigger role, but I totally understand, you know, um, if he's like still the thirteenth guy, because again, like you can do it all you want in the preseason. He lit it up in the preseason last year. Couldn't convert it into the into success in the regular season to any great extent. So like again, you can light it up all you want in the preseason. You can't do it in the regular season. Then it's kind of null and void. So yeah. um, I think he could be, but at this point, he's he's just a depth piece or a piece in a trade. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Dubé. Yeah, baby. Man, I love this guy. I love this guy Kay. too. Last year. Honestly, I didn't know much about him. I learned a lot about him in training camp last year, obviously because he lit it up. Yeah. And then... Well, he made the team out of camp. Honestly, I just... I see so much value potential in this player. Yeah. All season last season. You you remember. I was like, where's oh, yeah. Dubé? Like, where's Dubé? Where's Dubé? Well, I got to watch this Neil character. Where's <laughs> Dubé? He's better. Yep. So I'm glad that... Honestly, I am glad that it went the way he went because he went back down... He got a lot of time in Stockton. And he showed he can play pro. He got to be the go-to guy, yeah. power play time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He put in a lot of work. He's the, he was the best shape of all the that's prospects. Why, that's why I understand he didn't play much last year because it's like, well, he, I, I would much rather have a guy down playing yeah. top minutes than sitting on the fourth line. It's a development call, right? Yeah. So, so I, I totally understand that. He lit up in preseason last year. Four goals in seven games, too. So. But honestly, I think... Across the entire squad, yeah, he's been the best player in camp. He's been great, like for sure. I mean, even even compared to Johnny and Monty, I mean, no matter where he's been, he looked good in the pros in the in the Oilers prospect game. He looked good against in the split squad game. He looked great on the top line last night. I mean, come on, he's been he's been lights out. Yeah. So we've touched on him briefly. We both feel like he deserves a, a regular spot all yeah, year. For sure, I would love to see him start the season in the top nine. And you might like for him the next adjustment. 
to play in the NHL is just going to be consistency. Yeah, for, absolutely. So you might see that him him struggle a bit with that this year. Yeah. And so hopefully he can get over those struggles in a short amount of time so that he can maintain that long season. Because I think if he can play a full season, yeah, like he well, will just be getting better and better absolutely. year over year. If he plays a full season, is there any? If he is able to play a full season, is there any reason why he doesn't like claim a spot a push for a second line spot and put up like 40 points. I don't think so. I think he's that good. I think he he's looked so good. I, I honestly I feel like the future is really bright for this guy. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I never really like I knew he was one of our prospects, but he's a second round pick, drafted like what 56th overall in in 2016. So you know when you get again, the importance of keeping those second round draft picks, but I mean he was never really like, "Oh, wow, this guy's going to be great. And then all of a sudden he just showed up on the scene. Not all of a sudden, because he played in the World Juniors, was the captain of the World Junior team. But he really showed that he is a legit prospect last year. And boy, he's really been great this up this preseason. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about someone who has played a shit ton of NHL games mm-hmm. and has been kind of on everybody's radar to see. We did a poll. Who are you most interested to see these preseason games by far and away? Lucic. It's weird. People want to see Lucic. What is he going to do? He's a big storyline. How is he going to perform? What's been your take on him so far? Okay, well, I didn't... Okay, the thing that we were all most concerned about, I think, is absolutely still a huge problem. He can't skate. He's so slow. And I say that not trying to be a dick, but I don't know what I expected. And again, we don't expect him to be like this speedy guy. It's never been a part of his game. But he has looked very slow, like by far and away the slowest skater on the team. Yeah. But I thought the first game they played the other night. And I agree with that 100%. Like he's oddly, he's, he's, glare, he's glaringly slow. He sticks out like but a, Thor, a Thor thumb, a sore thumb a out there. Thor thumb. <laughs> like he's slower. Like Ronaldo but, looks but fast compared to him. With that said... That hasn't got him positionally into any trouble yet. No, I. That's yeah, exactly. So but he yet. is playing with with smaller and slower guys. Yes, as a whole, because you're not playing with NHL pros, and it is preseason. So he was okay in the Vancouver game. I thought he was pretty good. He led some rushes, even. Um, he had this, the one possession or the one zone entry was pretty sweet. So he looked pretty good. He didn't look like a detrimental player out there, like you'd see James Neal every single game last year. Yeah. So he looks okay. I thought last night against the Sharks, he was not very good. He got hemmed in his own zone a couple times. It was like, yikes, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like his first game was better than yeah. Yeah, for game. sure. So if he, that's what I'm worried about because he's so slow. I don't know if he can keep up with the pace yeah. in the regular season. And the way I sum up Lucic so far is that, and again, it's September 19th. And we've seen two games. Two games. Pre-season. So this can all change in, a, in the blink exactly. of an eye. But so far. I was hoping to be more impressed. Me too. And you know what? At the first game, I was like, okay, this I can get behind this. But then it's just like, as the game went, it's just like, oh, he's so slow. And then there was even a few plays last night where it's like, I think Gaudreau kind of like set him up in the slot. And he just like couldn't even get to the puck and then he flubbed it. Yeah, well, was that one play? I know the, the D-man probably got a stick on it. Yeah. But he had a, a pretty prime opportunity to get a shot off in the yeah. slot. And Dang. you texted me, you're like, I think we could be in for some frustration with this guy this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I was hoping, again, two preseason games, but my cons- I, our concerns have been confirmed. He's incredibly slow, and it might be trouble come regular season. So, yeah, we'll see, though. So, I know that Peters has said he plans on utilizing him on the third line. Like, if, if he isn't more noticeable, and if he isn't actually contributing yeah. to offensive offensive threats yeah like how long is it until you see him move down to the fourth line i don't think that long especially when you guys got guys like dube pushing manjapani you know so but we haven't really seen Manjip- Peter, we haven't really seen peters in this predicament so so much because now you're paying a fourth line player who could easily be not even on the team he's like literally if if you're starting my if you're starting a top 12 on my team, he's the odd man out. Yeah. Anyways. So, but now you're paying 5.3 mil a year. So now Jesus. we're going to see, this will be an interesting storyline to watch. Yeah. How does Peters manage Luigi? Because you saw it last year with Neil. Yeah. Part of like, okay, we got to keep giving, we got to keep like, having to pay this guy. Contract. Is because we're paying him so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he's shown that he's shown he can score goals, but then he just doesn't. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see, will Bill Peters, 
not have a problem with putting him on the fourth line? And I or th- is he going to be like, we're paying too much. This guy has to play? Or- I think he will just because I think the Neil thing, you were paying him too much. But also, you can't play him on the fourth. The one thing I am concerned about on the fourth line with, with, uh, with uh, Lucic is, I think, the same thing that Peters was concerned about with Neil last year is like pairing him with a guy like Jankowski. So then you have two guys whose foot speed are like, yikes. That could be big time trouble. Yeah. Jankowski and Neil on a line together. Yeah. So that will be really interesting. Um, but I think he will have an easier time slotting Lucic down because, again, like we've said, if anything, if there's even one positive out of the Lucic trade is that he can play in the bottom six a yeah. little better than James Neal. And honestly, outside of foot speed, his overall metrics yeah, are pretty good. Exactly. So, And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Is that, yeah, sure, he's he's blaringly slow. Yeah. You can see it just by watching the game. But yet, it hasn't really got him in any position trouble yet. No. It's just not getting him into the positions that you would like him to get into. Exactly. So it's like... It's kind of a it's kind of a ridiculous thing to be saying about a guy you're paying five point two five million. But what I've said is, if he can compensate for his lack of foot speed with some decent possession and not put himself in situations where he's a where he's a negative differential player, then I'll be okay with him. Okay, let's shift to the goalies real quick. Okay. Um, now we did a we did a organizational depth chart on goaltending not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and we even said right. What going to be a 60 40 split with Zagadulin's Parsons? Well, I was thinking, oh, you mean the main guys, yeah, Riddick, yep. Riddick but then, Talbot, but yeah. I am more concerned about the AHL guys, oh, yeah, for sure. Because we both agree that Zagadulin's probably your 3A, yeah, your 3B, Gillies is your 3C, and we were thinking this before camp started, yeah, and camp is just really. Well, I think people are thinking this even before, um, like when the season ended last year, um, because when you look at the season Stockton had. And like Parsons came on the scene, even Nick Schneider played a few games, and Gillies struggled so hard last season in Stockton, and like he hasn't shown the ability to do this at the NHL level, so he was not good last night. Do you think any of that has to do with when he came up in, in relief of the Mike Smith injury the season prior? Yeah. And he did struggle. He floundered a bit yeah. at the NHL level. Do you think that kind of rattles confidence? Because he was pretty solid in the AHL up until that point. I don't know. It's just some guys, like, you know, like, in the NHL, like, you could even see it last night. Dude is all over the place. Like, he's all over the place. Yeah, he is. He's, he's yeah, it's weird, eh? It's like, his positioning's so bad. So, I would honestly, say maybe I, if I've seen him, like, if I'd seen him improve or something, but... I know pretty much dick all about goaltending. Yeah, me too. But from watching... You and I both, like, watching Mike Smith last year, you, yeah. you know that you need to be off the goal line to make saves. You need to we come know that out, much. You need to come out and take shooter's oh angles God. away. But same thing with Gillies. It's kind of like, why why can't you keep your positioning? How hard yeah. is it? Totally. So, I think it's t- I think last night I even texted you before the game. I was like, or you texted me or something, and I was like, this is probably his only chance. Yeah. And I f- he better be great tonight. And maybe he'll get one more shot at the can, but yeah, even like if he another does, game this off, even if he does, season. even if he does, I mean, I don't think he's gonna do much. I don't think he. And again, he's like what he was drafted in twenty twelve, so he's older. But I mean, he could go turn like goalies are weird. Like Jordan, see Jordan Bennington. But I mean, as far as the Flames organization goes, it's like I don't see any future for him in the organization. It's like okay. last night, like not to like pin everything on a preseason game, but like he really needed to impress last night. To yeah. even get a job in Stockton. Yeah. And he was not good. So. No. Okay. So. And I hope things work out for him because it's like he's. Yeah, I felt so bad I for him. I felt bad, man. It was just like, shit, why can't you stop the puck? But. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, not everybody's destined to play in the NHL. No. And. and when he, you, when he, he got he did even, in, he did even say he struggled last year with some deaths in the family. Yeah. So, I mean, that probably throws him off his oh, game. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, I do. I do feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for him, but I mean, when you got Zay Doolin and Parsons, who have both surpassed him, like, I don't know what else you can do. So. But that's the nature of professional sports, man. There, you can't... Yeah. There is no excuses. No, you got to be... Nobody cares if your performance is not up to par. You don't belong in the league. doesn't no. matter what you're going through. Exactly. And that's harsh to say, but that's the nature and of it's the crazy beast. Because, like, he's... Like, how good do you have to be to even play a game in the NHL? 0.1%. Yeah. And then to, like... Be like, oh, you suck. And it's like, he's literally one of the best best athletes in the world. Yeah. And we're like, he, this guy sucks. But I mean, he wasn't good last night. He needed to impress. So I don't see him. 
I don't see him playing another professional game for the Flames, really, yeah. unless something drastic happens. And I don't think he's in Stockton next year to start the year. And if he is, he's he's the sit, he's the healthy scratch. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, then let's switch gears to Zegadulin because he's he's been the guy that's kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, did we acquire him last year? Do you we, know? What did we do with him? Didn't we just sign him as a? It wasn't last year. I think it was the year previous. Because he was scouted from Russia, much the same that. Riddick was, was, was scouted from yeah. from Czechoslovakia or mm-hmm. Czech Republic now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of came out just kind of out of nowhere, not drafted. Yeah, they just signed him. They signed him in tw- oh, they signed him in twenty nineteen. Weird. Yeah, last year. Yeah, so just last year. Like literally coming out of nowhere. Yeah. So he must have been like putting up good numbers in Russia. Really great. Numbers. And we have some good scouts over there, so yeah. that's good. Um, but yeah, I kind of see him as your three. Uh, like he's your number one goalie. Yeah. See, office. like he's done what we what Gillies absolutely needed to do, right? Gillies had to like not let like he could have maybe let one or two goals in last night. He had the to close the door. Erger, the margin for error is like zero. And Zegadulin again, it's only been like what a, a prospects two prospects games and didn't in he like play, half a game. Didn't he play that first rookie game? Yeah. And so he, he hasn't let in a goal. Hasn't yet. let in a goal. So like that's what you need to do to impress in in camp. Yeah. Um. So he's been good. And honestly, if you snapshot right now, yeah. if. One of our goaltenders goes down. He's coming up. Oh, I think so. He's 24. He's older. He's shown the ability. Like, he's played in the professional league. He's played in the KHL and had great numbers. 9-2-4 save percentage last year. Like, much like Phillips, I could see this guy being one of the last cuts at camp. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure how they utilize goaltenders in that way. Yeah, If no, they want him to go down and start playing with the team right away. Yeah. Or if it's better that he gets the NHL experience. But I could see him hanging around until the end of camp. No, me too, for sure. And I think he's... I think... I know other people are like, oh, it's Parsons or Gillies even. I think he's your first call up for goalies if somebody goes hurt. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Okay, Talbot. Yeah. All right, Talbot. Let's let do in. the Talbot thing. All right. Let's clear so, the air. Talbot came in relief. David Riddick. He came in in the middle of a game in his first game in a new place and sucked. Okay, so he let in a goal from the blue line that was terrible. Really bad. Like. Totally terrible. The second goal wasn't as bad, but he still should have stopped it. The thing is, like, you said this all year last year. When you let in that first goal, you can't let in that second goal. Exactly. That's the problem with, like, a guy like Mike Smith last year. It's like, hey, you've already let in bat- one bad one. You can't let in the second bad one. No. And then, I guess, I wouldn't pin the OTU lo- overtime goal on him. I no, pinned that on Brody. Brody but, fucked up. But regardless, K, he got the Bronx cheer from the home crowd. Which was unacceptable. In a fucking preseason game. Unacceptable. On his, like, in his dome debut. So bad. Who's booing? I don't know who these people are, but my God. Get a life. Like, who does that? Even if it's Mike Smith coming back. Even Okay, let's say Riddick played in the playoffs yeah. and they still lost. Mm-hmm. And Mike Smith was atrocious. You brought him back. And you he, still don't do you it. You still don't boo him. In the preseason, like even in the regular season, you just it's don't, not acceptable. The only, you don't boo period in the preseason. You don't do you it. You don't boo your power play. You don't boo turnovers. You don't boo anything. You just watch. You can boo the refs. You can yeah. boo the other team. You don't boo anybody it's on your ridiculous. team. It's ridiculous. It is. It, it's totally stupid. So, Anyways. I'm, I hope he, I really hope he shuts the door next time he plays, but... We'll just touch on that. I think, again, I think you texted me something. I I don't think to read too much into it. Again, came in cold. It's a preseason game. Who really cares? But at the same well, time, we were both kind of like, yikes. Yeah, because we have post-traumatic Mike Smith syndrome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have PTSD from Mike Smith. So it's like we're conditioned to be like, oh, shit, here we go again. But honestly, and like we made this point too, is like everybody, after that first period, of the, the, we outshot him 18-3. to three. Yeah, everybody sucked. And it was one of those things where you're playing... Well, what team was that? The, the Not was, the Canucks. That was the HL team? The, it looked like the Utica team. They were calling it Flames versus Utica. Yeah. But the thing is, when Seriously. you're playing against players that are of a lesser skill level, things go weird. Like They don't do things you would expect. No. And so... Your timing's off and everything's off. So I don't know. I'm going to chalk it all up under exactly. bullshit preseason. Totally. It, it, that means absolutely nothing. Again, Riddick me. blew in the preseason last year. Nobody will remember this game in in two months. Nobody. That so. means absolutely nothing to me. Exactly. Okay, so we're moving on from Talbot. Okay, let's talk about the PTOs real quick. Okay. All right. So I did a poll on, on Twitter. Who's been the standout PTO for you so far? Reader, by far and away, has been the most noticeable, everybody says. Yeah. Followed by Ronaldo. And then both. Devontae Smith, Pelly, and McDonald are just kind of bottom. Dude, back. Ronaldo has been so DSP has. An, I can't believe this guy is fighting for a contract. He looks completely useless. 
Like, Ronaldo's been way better than him. Like, seriously. Like, markedly. Yeah, I would say out of the four, DSP is on the bottom for oh, me. Oh, for sure. It's been really unimpressed. Yeah. Not that I expected much from him, because I don't think he's a great NHL player. But, I mean, like, he's not looked... Like, at least Ronaldo's doing, like, what you'd expect a guy on a PTO, who's yeah. kind of like a fourth-liner guy, to do. Yeah, he's grinding he's been, it up. He's been throwing hits. He's been skating around, doing what they do, I guess. Yeah, getting guys' faces. Yeah. Reader, okay, so I... Okay, here's the thing. Reader's been standing out, yeah. but to me, that's... That's not good enough. Yeah, no. You can't just stand out. He's, he's got to score. He's been buzzing around, getting shots on net, having opportunities, chances to score, but not scoring. He's literally exactly what we thought he was, right? He's just fast, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And he's like, he's okay. It's like he can he can keep up with the game and play yeah. the game, but he's not going to have an impact on the game. I just don't see how he fits in your roster. Like Again, like I said, I'd rather give Reader a spot than Lucic. But I mean, Lucic's on your team, so... I, I, I don't know if he gets a con- I don't think he gets a contract. I know Wills and Labardius and everybody on the fan are like, oh, he kills penalties. Oh, he kills penalties. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, I mean, he's looked fast. He's looked okay. But, I mean, he hasn't been, like, I wouldn't sign this guy, so. Yeah. He scored zero goals last year. Yeah. Zero. Do you think he's the type of guy that you, you sign him and he plays most of the, will he play in Stockton? I don't think so. I think he's probably looking for a pro. If you can get him on a two-way contract, I'd be up for it, but I can't see him doing that. I could totally see another team signing that because that's the only that's the only way I see him. Yeah, making the, the team. There's no way he take up a roster spot no, to start the season. No, unless there's like a huge injury, yeah. I don't see it happening. No, doesn't. And then happen. DSP's been terrible. Ronaldo's been fine for what he does. They're not going to sign him. And then McDonald has been brutal. So. Ronaldo's like a halfway 2.0, 3.0. He's yeah. he's not even near. He's not even he's the, not same even the same realm as halfway. No, no, he, he's just like a fourth line kind of plug guy. But I, you know what? I I at least give him credit for like. Doing what he's supposed to do and actually, like, you know. Yep. Like, that's what's so weird about Smith Pelly is, like, he's been invisible and useless. So. Yeah. And then McDonald has played a ton, but, boy, he has been getting, like... I haven't seen one shift where he's been on the ice where the Flames have been the better team. So, I, I really hope they don't sign him. Yeah. Well, honestly, I haven't noticed him at all. Yeah, he was... He was bad. So like time. I I have not noticed him at all. Like he's like I haven't noticed anything good, yeah. anything bad. I just literally don't remember one. I don't recall one. Well, I'm trying to time. think about what number he wears, and I don't know. So and I mean some could make an argument for a D man that might be Probably a good thing. But yeah, he hasn't been good. So I don't see him cracking the lineup. No, not at all. Okay, so Peltier. Yeah, he hasn't really stood out. He's probably, I bet he's the next cut, like the next group of cuts. He's definitely in it. He's not there yet. Yeah, and again, like like we said, I think we said this yesterday, it's like, or the other day on a, on a live or something, it's like you always, you don't expect them to stand out, but you're always like a little curious, right? You're just like a little curious to be like, okay, is this guy going to come in and be awesome? Just like right off the bat? Yeah. And he looked like an 18-year-old kid who needs to be back in junior. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where you don't expect anything. Yeah, exactly. But you kind of hope that, that like it does exceed your expectations. There's a glimmer of hope in there where you're like, oh. Because then there's some, some excitement around the guy. Exactly. But yeah, he's going back. He'll be on the next round of cuts for sure. He looked really, he didn't look, he looked out of place. Yeah. How about Doc? Yeah. The, well, the most interesting thing to me, I've said this a hundred times, change his stick tape. He's a white stick tape guy now. I, I wonder what possesses a guy to do that. I think Johnny You know what? Johnny did that too. He moved from black to white. Well, so did Gio. Gio went from white to black. Oh. And here's something that's really weird. I always remember this because I'm like, a, I'm weird. This is how I know who who's on the ice is like based on what handness they shoot and how their stick is taped. Like I, that's my first thing I look for when I'm like, who is that? And if I can't see their number, that's what I look for first. I remember Jerome McGinn in, in the last like few games he played here. He has always been a black tape guy. Always. And then he switched his tape to white in like his last two Flames games. It was so weird. It looked so bad. So that's I noticed this kind of shit. Interesting. So anyways. Okay, yeah, but like, man, he's so solid. Yeah. He's so reliable. He's great. Like you can put him in any situation yep. with any any player. Anybody. And like he just gives you the same thing. Yeah, he does. Reliability. He he's good. He just when he's on the ice, the flames are generally a good team. So I just wanted to give him props. Yeah. Doc Ryan, baby. What what a beauty. And he he is. He's a beauty. Yeah, he is a beauty. Okay. One more question. Um, well, two more questions. Lomberg, where do you see? What do you see from Long? We gonna see him again this year? I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm over him. I think. Yeah, he's like one of those. He's probably like in the. Well, he's probably below Quine for me. Yeah. I don't know. He's kind of the guy. If you get into injury trouble. Yeah, I don't see him playing much this year. 
Okay. And then probably how I want to wrap this up is who's your seventh D-man? Okay, so, well, obviously it's probably Stone, right? For now. So you got Gio Rass, Hannafin Hamannick, Brody Shillington Brody. Yeah. Like, I'm not who I would pick, but it probably is Stone. Now, I think there might be a little bit of, like, people aren't 100% sold on Shillington being in the, in the top six. Like, do you see him starting? Oh, top? absolutely. Because I do. Because somebody said yesterday they're, like, not sold. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if I'm... I, again, he might like, struggle a little bit. Like, it's going to be his first full year, we think. Like, do you think there's even a chance absolutely of, that not. he doesn't crack the opening squad? I swear to God, if they have Shillington not playing and Stone playing, that is an insane mistake. I cannot see Bill doing that. And, and honestly, if they do, it won't be long. I really can't... It will yeah, not be no, long. No, no, it won't be. It'll be made evident clearly that you know, Stone stinks. Regardless, Shillington will be chomping at the bit. And you know what? Like, even when Stone was healthy last year... And not to shit on Stone, because I know he had some health problems last year, but he's not a great defenseman. Even when Stone was healthy, Bill didn't use him. So I that leads me to believe that there's no way that Schilling is not your your sixth guy. So yeah. I think it's Stone. I think it's Davidson at this point. He looks pretty good. I don't know who else it would be unless Rob Hamilton can make the team. It's so probably you, Davidson Hamilton. So you're gonna take Davidson slash Stone over uh, McDonald. Yeah, oh absolutely. Okay. So you're well, not Stone. I think Stone and McDonald are really similar. I would take Davidson over both. So you'd go Davidson seven, Stone eight. Yeah. McDonald nine. Well, maybe no. I'd go Davidson. I'd go Davidson seven, Hamilton eight, Stone nine. You know what? I like it. Hamilton, Stone nine, and then bye bye McDonald. Yeah, but no way McDonald. What would you think of this Andrew Nielsen guy? Um, I I, don't know. I, I was kind of feeling like people are a little too high on him. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do, do much for me last. Didn't do night. much for me. He looked. Out of place. I didn't even really notice him, to be honest. He looked so. out of place to me. Yeah. And that's like, it's preseason. So, so. I, I would have Davidson and... But I get uh, it. He's a young guy. He's an up-and-comer. Yeah, no, totally. I'd have Davidson and um, uh, the Hamilton ahead of Stone. Okay. Stone is not I good. think I don't know who my 7, 8, 9 round out is until the end of camp. So I'm yeah, gonna be, for sure. I'm going to need more time. I'm surprised we haven't seen Davidson very much, actually, because I, I thought he was good in the game he played. Well, we'll probably play the next game. Okay, so. wrap it up there. Anything else you want to add in? Nope. I mean, we're not going to talk about the Kachuk thing on a pod until it's done. Yeah. Um, there's not really any other news. Really? You know what? Is I've, there? I've really enjoyed this camp you know so far. I have too. It's been very enjoyable, even with the Kachuk thing, because I know we've been like down and out about it in the, towards the end of August, but now the camp's going. Now, things are in motion. Now that hockey's here and right around oh, the corner, baby. it's not bothering me as much. Me either. I'm just ready to go. And I do believe he'll get done before the season starts. Me too. The good, I think, a good sign is that it's all quiet. Minutes. Yeah. Although Elliot, no, he no, he was talking about cap issues. Yeah, he I haven't read Thirty One Thoughts today, but he was just talking about cap, some cap stuff. So. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Right Catch on. you on the next one. Thanks, E. Take off.